We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time in Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash. Today, we are sitting down with co-host of The Ringer NFL Show and curator for The Ringer's QB rankings, Mr. Steven Ruiz. We're going to talk about Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. But before we get into that, I just want to remind everyone to go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube, join the chalkboard, all those things. Subscribe, not subscribe, follow us on Instagram. And if you're not, Add us on Snapchat, because <laughs> Stay Hot is now available on Snapchat, all for some exclusive content. The Instagram is at StayHotBW, and if you just go on Snapchat and look up Stay Hot, you should be able to find us. But before we get into that, Matt, Theo, Stephen, how are you guys doing today? Not to like, Stephen, not to trauma dump on you or get political right away, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's fine. I tested positive for COVID yesterday, uh, <laughs> so everyone will have to excuse the fact that I sound like like Chris Collinsworth right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually the one that gave Theo COVID, so wow. I have it too. Oh, come on. <laughs> Synergy. The COVID episode. Uh, I took the test yesterday, and you know, like, they've got the, when you take it, there's the control line and the test line. I took it, and it's supposed to take like 15 mil- minutes to develop. I like swab my nose, and I put the drops in. Within 15 seconds, it gave me like <laughs> the most defined and thickest like <laughs> positive line I've ever seen in my life. They're like, like brother, you have made no mistake. You have got this bug. So <laughs> I, I, I am- tested positive around Christmas, and I got the same thing. It was like within a second. It was yeah, like, yeah, like, you bro, definitely have it, dude. They're like, bro, <laughs> evacuate, quarantine, do whatever you like. Make no mistake. So I feel like shit a little bit. I feel a little bit about, better now. I was about now, to ask, but- you, were, you were not able to do our live yesterday because you were just completely cooked. Are you feeling a little bit better now, Theo? I'm feeling a little bit better. I've popped like 10 Tylenols and... Uh, you know, You're we'll see how my liver is. Them. My liver is feel is feeling bad, but my brain is feeling better. So okay. we're, <laughs> we're the brain we'll, we'll fog. Right. The brain fog is gone. That's all that matters. Yeah. 
I'm going to start right, pushing well, J- Joe Burrow praise left and right now that my brain is like fried. <laughs> <laughs> Theo's not thinking straight. Thinks Joe Burrow's the best quarterback out. in the NFL. Bro, he's got well, the it factor. You're not. <laughs> Bro. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, Theo, you put out a poll yesterday, got over 13,000 votes. Would you? Who would you rather have for the next, next decade? Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? And it started out... A lot of people were voting for Trevor Lawrence, but it was very close. And Joe Burrow ended up coming out on top at the very end. You know, what was the percentage on that? uh, It's like fifty-three to forty-seven, roughly. That's pretty. I thought it's it's still pretty close. At first, I thought people were voting for Lawrence as a joke, even though I think it's a valid take. I thought, like originally, because it originally started like the first couple hundred votes are just my followers. It was like eighty twenty. Lawrence versus Burrow. <laughs> I was like, all right. But then it, but like Lawrence really did have some staying power. And like really, it, it turned into a poll and a, and a conversation really worth having um, after these first two games is the two number one overall picks, the two generational prospects, Lawrence or Burrow. And it seems kind of maybe not unfathomable, but only two weeks into the season to get these results is, is pretty shocking or maybe not shocking, but surprising to me because it would be 95 5 if I did this like last week. So, Steven, you've got the quarterback rankings. You've got Burrow at 10 and Lawrence at 12, I believe. You follow me. You voted on the poll. Like, what? Where Where do you fall on, on this debate? I voted for Lawrence. And I feel like if you read everything that was written about Burrow this offseason and then you just watch those two, they're all 22 from this past week, you would think that all that stuff was written about Trevor Lawrence because he's playing like everyone says Joe Burrow plays, like hitting the back of his drop, the ball comes out immediately. With Joe Burrow, it's the opposite. My comparison to Joe Burrow right now is he's like Russell Wilson, but taller, and he doesn't have the arm. Like, yeah. it's just like explosives down the sideline, are he scrambling and no in between? Yeah, it's really interesting. These first two weeks, uh, like, the Bengals are one of the worst teams in the league at beating man coverage. They, like, versus cover one looks on, on, um, like sports info solutions, I think they're the third worst team in like EPA versus those looks, which just makes like no sense considering the weapons they have. And I get that some of their wide receivers have missed some time, but they still have chase. It's, it's just been crazy to watch this Bengals offense. And I guess like today at a press conference where he basically said like the Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X, like relax thing. Uh, I don't know how much of the Bengals offense you've watched like all 22 wise this year, but do you actually think they can just turn it around and it's a slow starter or do you think last year was a little fluky and the the regression is going to look like this all year? I think it's tough to say because it's kind of like the Mahomes thing last year where he he has to change his nature to want to make plays and not take the underneath stuff. I've watched both games and both teams played a lot of cover too and they gave him those hole shots and he didn't really take them. And then I think it was the last possession of the first half of the Cowboys game. The Bengals come out. Cowboys are in cover two again, Tampa two. They call two straight cover two beaters and Burrow takes the underneath option. It's like, okay, if you can do this 10 more times and get down the field, great. Next play, he has the underneath option open. He tries to scramble and make a play, takes a sack, drive over. I I don't know. It's tough. Is he going to be able to change who he is? It's a big question. But we've seen Burrow be super accurate and super consistent at hitting that stuff at LSU. I mean, that was kind of the big scouting report on him is that he was really consistent uh, and super accurate on that short and intermediate stuff. Uh, So I wonder how much of it's Burrow and how much of it's Zach Taylor. Uh, I'm thinking a little bit of both. I, I think it's certainly Taylor. I think Taylor's the biggest problem. He's not making things easy on Joe Burrow. 
I don't think he made things easy on Joe Burrow last last year, but defenses have adjusted and it's it's tough to ask your what is it third year now third year quarterback to come up with answers to come up with a plan B to what defenses are doing to you and it, it seems like Zach Taylor has nothing not no answers at all this is the same offense we saw last year and the fact that we heard Joe Burrow say we're going to see more two man this year we got to we have to adjust to it and they have no new answers I think that goes on the coaching staff to me. It for sure does. And I, I I was listening to Ollie Connolly talk on the on the athletic podcast. He brought up a point also that I, I hadn't really thought of before. But I also wonder now, since he brought this up, so credit to him, I didn't think of this, but how much of that is is Burrow's preference and how much input does he have and how much like is he comfortable with running something different? Like I feel like the Bengals, which are this historically poverty organization, uh, look to look to Burrow, their savior, to almost like have input on almost every single little thing. And I wonder if like the lack of play action and turning his back to the defense and, and like, I wonder if he, he wants to avoid that and wants to keep running, you know, the same stuff. Cause that's what he's most comfortable with and, and how much his input, like if there's any, if it's not all Zach Taylor and it's somewhat, somewhat, you know, Burrow not wanting to change. I don't know if that makes sense. No. Yeah. I think that's part of it too. And it's, it's impossible to be able to tell which, like how much of it it is just being on the outside looking in, but it seems like the offense is molded to Burrow's liking. And he, I guess he insists on being in, in charge of the protection calls. He's not very good at it. Like he's good for a young player, but they give up a lot of free rushers. And I think it's on the quarterback, not seeing stuff and not shifting the protection. And it, sometimes it's like easy stuff that I can recognize. I, I mean, I have the benefit of all 22, but if I can recognize it, like Burrow should be able to recognize it, right? Or the coaching staff should step in. So I, yeah, I, like we gave Zach Taylor credit for doing some of the LSU stuff, but there comes a point where you have to have some input and you have to protect a guy from himself because he is just a 24 year old quarterback. And I don't think the Bengals have done that at, at all. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was really interesting that the offensive line has looked quite bad despite you know, everyone talked about, oh, well, they, they were in the Super Bowl last year. They're not going to have the Super Bowl hangover because they made all these additions to the offensive line. But, I mean, they look terrible. I mean, it, it looks almost worse than it did last year. Yeah, and I, I think that kind of just goes back to Taylor and his system just not working on early downs because pass rush just has it easier on third and long. It's just easier to get pressure on the quarterback. And I think that's what we're seeing. Like, on in neutral situations, like early downs where they could run or pass, I think the offensive line has been just fine. It, it's when it's obvious that the Bengals are passing, and when they get into the gun, you can pretty much book that they're passing the ball. Defenses are just teeing off on them, and they can, because the offense is so siloed between like the under center stuff and the shotgun stuff, I feel like it's easier for a team like the Cowboys who have Micah Parsons, who they, who they yeah. can move around anywhere on the front to just pick a matchup because they know it's a pass. Or the Steelers. It's they've yeah. got kind of a rough go of it with pass rushes <laughs> these first two weeks. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think I would vote Lawrence as well, just when you look at, you know, Burrow kind of generating some of these sacks as himself. Um and yeah, the the overall arm strength. But maybe talk a little bit more about like these are Burrow's short. We all know Burrow's strengths. We saw him last year, right? So I feel like we don't have to dwell. Like, obviously, Burrow does some good things, but he does have weaknesses that are showing up this year. Last year we saw, you know all the problems kind of hemorrhage for Trevor Lawrence and maybe his weaknesses with accuracy because he was playing in a horrible system, the worst situation I think I've ever seen. But this year, now that there's actually some stuff going for them at Jacksonville, uh, what have you noticed from Lawrence and, and what it really has you excited about him uh, going forward and, and 
thinking that he could even be better than Burrow over these next, you know, couple years. I think my biggest question was timing from last year. Like the accuracy stuff, I mean, it was apparent that it was an issue, but I don't think it was that big of an issue. I thought it was more like what was going on around him. His receivers just weren't getting separation, and that's when you tend to see inaccurate throws. But the timing this year, it's like it's Herbert-esque, and I, I'm not going to throw that comparison around like lightly, especially this last Colts game. I mean, the first – no, it was the second, third down of the first drive. He gets from one to two to three in like a second, and the ball is out. And that's stuff you don't see from a second-year quarterback, and it was stuff we weren't seeing from Lawrence last year. And over the first two weeks, it's there. I, I still have question marks about the offensive line if we're talking about like long-term viability for this season. But if they protect Burrow, or Burrow, sorry, if they protect Lawrence, I mean, I could see him ending the year as a top 10 quarterback. And I think that will be like a, a consensus, not like fans of Lawrence, like me and you. It would be like everyone will accept that he's a top 10 quarterback because that was the one issue was timing. And I think he has it down now. I am trying to see how many sacks he has taken. He's taken two sacks this year. And I know I watched that that Washington game and Duran Payne was killing him. Uh, Montez Sweat right. like led the league in pressures after his fir- was first week. And uh, Jonathan Allen got his a little bit. And he only took two sacks, all right? Burrow's taken six in each of the last two games, right? And it's not like this this Jaguars offensive line is like <laughs> miles better. In fact, right, from yeah. a talent standpoint, it might be even worse. Uh, but like... Yeah, his pocket movement is is so unreal. It's like it's watching him is like I'm like how the f- it's got like he's got spider senses or something. It's like how the fuck did you know that guy was over there? So like that kind of poise and and he came from that RPO system in Clemson where he ran so much bullshit right. that the fact that he's like processing like this and has this kind of pocket presence and like looking like a real quarterback on top of the the arm strength and like the physical gifts that he has. He's like six foot six and, and fast. Like it. It really could be special, and I think we we saw it against the Colts. Bladen, I don't know who did you vote for in my poll. Um, I originally voted for Burrow, but then like the more I thought about it, I was like, shit, that might have been the wrong choice. Burrow has not looked good, and like so what after after that, I went and pulled the uh, consensus quarterback rankings from my website. Um, and Stephen, if you don't know, I have this like quiz on my website where you can just like vote for each quarterback. Oh yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, okay. In the consensus rankings, Burrow came in at number seven. Trevor came in at 17, which I think that's like kind of mind-boggling. It's like roughly 3,000 entries on that. And I'm like... But it's still catching up a little bit, right? Yeah, I would... Yeah. Yeah, I would wonder how much of those... Well, I also... I reset it before the season started. So this is is fresh, relatively speaking. In a little while, it'll... He'll start to move up. It's you know his rookie year was rough, and then he's played two games and he's looked good, but yeah. give people a little time. I don't. I, I do. I will say that like we talk about you know Zach Taylor not doing enough to help Burrow. The the difference that Doug Peterson I think makes in Jacksonville is very apparent, and also the fact that they have real wide receivers now, and everyone's like, oh well, they overpaid for Christian Kirk don't care. He's like a real wide receiver. He knows how to like settle in zone and run routes properly. It's, it's very, Chenault. Has LaVisca <laughs> Chenault played a snap in, in I, I No, no, he can't into the field. <laughs> okay, I, was, I forgot about him. I just, I just remembered uh, that. Is he hurt? Yeah, their best receiver last year was Laquan Treadwell. No, he's just not so. good. Okay, he's the well, Taysom yeah. Hill of of receivers. He's the Taysom Hill. 
Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's really been night and day and, and the Jaguars in general, I mean, we'll talk about the Colts here and that Colts versus Jaguars game, but I mean, the Colts, I mean, the Jaguars thoroughly beat the Colts and their, their run defense is, was, I mean, uh, for, I never can pronounce his name. Falaransu Fatukasi, I believe mm. his name is. I mean, he's been wrecking shop these first two weeks. Trayvon Walker is just a beast. Like they are the number one team right now in EPA per attempt against the run. They have the best run defense in the league. And I think they can sustain that with the bodies they have. And if you can like, if you have a quarterback that can look top 10 by the end of this, like I think they win this division. And I guess that kind of brings us to the next thing which is the Colts and if they could turn it around and that's kind of my answer is like I don't think they're going to catch the Jaguars which is <laughs> weird to say uh but like this week they've they've played obviously two pretty like b- bottom feeder teams from last year the Texans and the and the Jaguars they haven't come away with it with a win but they've had a lot of key injuries Darius Leonard Michael Pittman Alec Pierce uh yeah, is this a team? They're not 0-2. They're, they avoided the 0-2 graveyard or whatever. But they're they are 1-1. They are winless. <laughs> is this, this is a team that I know a lot of people were high on. Um, but after watching the first two weeks, Steven, do you think that they are just completely fraudulent? Are you ready to totally write them off? Or do you think they can turn it around and win a, a weaker division? No, nah, I'm ready. I'm ready to give up on them. <laughs> I, I think it's like Matt Ryan just landed yeah. on the Falcons again. Another bad offensive line. He's got... Gus Bradley at defensive coordinator is basically Dan Quinn. It's <laughs> that division has been won by the team that wins in the trenches for like the last five years. And I, I think the reason why that is because all the teams have been bad and doing the easy stuff is how to win games against them. And I would say the Jaguars have the best offensive line, defensive line combination right now, at least how they're playing through two weeks. And I would say they have the best quarterback. Yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. I worry about where the explosives are going to ever come from. Like even when they get their receivers back, like right, yeah. Michael Pittman's good, but like he's not, he doesn't have right. like the elite number one type of juice. And Matt Ryan, I mean, some of the throws that he was making, Awful. I mean, they looked, they looked like beach balls out there, which is never a good sign. And like, I yeah. get that he, he has a lot go like number 69, their left tackle. I watched Josh Allen like dip his shoulder and went around the edge like three or four times in a row <laughs> against Matt that Pryor. guy. Yeah, he's Matt Pryor. Yeah, so we'll see. But I just worry about where the where the explosive plays are going to come from. Matt and Bladen, I know that the Colts were your division winners uh, in this in this horrible AFC South. Do you do you still feel like they can they can eat it out of the Titans and Jaguars? I I am not giving Matt Ryan the pass. I'm afraid for the bad offensive line. Like, yes, it's not good, but it also doesn't help when your quarterback, like he's in, he's in crumple mode where if there's a pass <laughs> rush, he's, he's too old to possibly try to maneuver around the pocket consistently. And he did the self sack thing. Like the Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, you don't even have to that. touch me. Just so up. at least if they had Wentz out there, I hate to say this, but if they had Wentz out there, at least he'd be, trying to move around and make plays. I could tell you where the bad turnovers would come from, but I can also tell you where the explosive would come from. You know, with with Ryan, uh, I, I don't think he puts you in a position to have a, like a winning passing game. And I, I think that Ryan was overrated as a trade for them. I mean, is Pittman and Matt Ryan and a bad offensive line going to be a positive passing game? No, uh, and it's not. And I mean, if, if you're not... If the passing game's like that and you're giving Jonathan Taylor four carries a game or whatever they gave him, two <laughs> carries a game. Yeah. yeah they gave him five. Win. I think he had five rushes for five yards in the first half of this one. 
The Colts yeah. saying that they <laughs> didn't want Jonathan Taylor to lead the league in touches again, and they wanted like Niam Hines to Wide be like the one focal, yeah, to be the focal point right, of yeah. their passing yeah. game, and like. Yeah, it's just not working out. I thought they'd be a playoff team. I just released my power rankings for this week, and I put them at 27. I think they look terrible, and I don't think they can turn it around at all. I saw somebody put them at 32. Like, I don't remember that's who wrong. I think that's, I think that's, that's wrong. That's a little wrong. That's, that's, that's wrong. wrong. I had a minus 18 by them. They went down 18 <laughs> spots to 32, which I thought was a little extreme. But yeah, I saw that's a little much. I saw a odds of the first coach fired, and obviously Matt Rule is number one. But Frank Reich was, I think, number two or three in that in the odds right now, which it's shocked possible. me. I don't think it is, is possible. Is Jim Ursay even like sentient enough to even recognize <laughs> what's happening right now and make that move? <laughs> well, I thought he was a good coach. Like I, I, I held him in like a yeah, decently high same, regard. Same. So like I, when I saw that, like I was like, oh man. That seems wrong to to have them that high, but do you think that's a possibility? Because I I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind until I saw those odds. No, like Matt just said, like they have a like a weak armed quarterback. They have a they have a bad offensive line. They have no explosive weapons. They have Jonathan Taylor, and that's it. Like I don't know how he's supposed to cobble a good offense together out of this. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I thought that that was. I wish I could fade odds because I just don't think that's happening. But. I will say, like, they are, they have been a good run defense. They have a weird stat. They're first in the league in tackles for loss right now. And they're, they've only had 16 pressures. They have 14 tackles for loss and 16 pressures through two weeks, according to Sports Info Solutions, which is a wild stat that they're, that their run, their run defense has been pretty good so far. And they haven't been able to get, pressure which is super weird considering they employ Yannick Ngakwe but uh yeah I don't know they're just kind of a weird team I think that they can level out because I do think they've got a lot of fine I think Pittman and and Pierce is fine if it's healthy I think Matt Mm -hmm. Ryan can be fine I think the defense like Gus Bradley we all know what he is I think he could put like a fine defense out there I think it can all be baseline and they can rise to like kind of that middle like six to six to nine win type of tier of a team and maybe that wins this division but yeah, overall, I, I agree with all of you that it's just not a, a good it's not, team. Not but good. They're getting blown out this weekend, though. Gus Bye. Bradley versus Patrick Mahomes, that's going to be... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah we I, saw, love their I had some stat about what Herbert and Mahomes did against the Raiders last season. Last last season in four games, they threw like 15 touchdowns to one pick <laughs> and like 1,400 yards in four games. <laughs> oh, my not God. Ideal. But... I digress. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Odds Trader. For play by play updates, live scores, and bet tracking, Odds Trader is the place to go. They have the best price on every game and sign up offers from multiple sports books. Plus, they have player statistics, key game stats, and even projected game day weather. You can use their bet tracker to keep records of all your games and betting activity. OddsTrader.com is the number one site for all your game day bets. To begin your handicapping journey, make sure to go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader is the beginning of your best bets for all sports. So download from the App Store today. I guess we should move on to another team that is kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum that are doing everything that, you know, we kind of thought they would do, the Buffalo Bills. Um... What what is the what is the solution to stopping this team? I mean they they I mean they just look what totally is, un, they just look totally unbeatable. 
What is preventing I mean, them from going 17 and 0? What <laughs> like, is their, seriously. What does their loss look like? I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Because like, when Josh Allen is doing this, it's the best offense in the NFL. And I don't know what the answer is. Like, schematically, I don't know what I would do. I don't like when you play man coverage, he's going to scramble all game. Yeah. You play zone, like, it's, I don't, it's not going to work. Like, Wait, you're going to, you're going to man open. up Stefan Diggs. Right. I, they, Ramsey tried that, didn't work. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's Josh Allen getting hurt is the only answer. But our, I really think you have to win a shootout. Yeah. You have to beat them like the Chiefs beat them last year if they're going like this. And I think the Chiefs are capable of doing that. I think the Chargers are capable of doing that. I, I want to see a defense challenge them a little more than they've been challenged the last two weeks, especially the Rams game. I thought the Rams played really soft and like just made things so easy on, on Allen and the receivers. How, so, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like soft, uh, like the just Ram- playing too much zone and not bringing blitzes or. Yeah. Like a lot of quarters, they weren't disrupting routes. They're giving up the underneath stuff, which is like a strategy that has worked against Allen because sometimes he like loses his mind and does a dumb play. But I think those instances aren't happening enough anymore for that to be a viable strategy. Yeah. I think you have to be able to man them up. And I don't know what teams in the league have the skills to, or the players to do that. I assume like if any team had it, it was the Rams, but they didn't play man. Like maybe Belichick, I think Belichick might be like the only hope for the league. <laughs> they're not going to beat, they're not going to beat the bills, but maybe he throws out like a game plan that kind of works and like a better team picks it up and uses it against right. them. That's the only way I think it, it happens. <laughs> Bill Belichick, please, please save us. <laughs> I, I think of it, I'm like, oh, what are the weaknesses to this team? Yeah, I mean, the secondary, like, thank God that Dane Jackson is okay after getting, like, ambulanced off the field. But, like, right. with his injury, I mean, they were thin to begin with is, like, but, like, again, they, they they you can play a scheme with those safeties where the corners don't even really matter, which is, yeah, yeah. right? Like, if you, if you play, like, if you just play them in zone, all of a sudden, any kind of deep route just gets passed off to their incredible safety duo. <laughs> so, it's like, man, dude, like, come on. What do you do? And I, there's no, there's no, like, busted coverages like Baltimore right. this last week. They don't yeah. bust anything. Like, everything is perfect. Yeah, that's because Baltimore plays, like, these, mm-hmm. like, crazy, I saw, like, plays where Odafe Away is, on the first Tyreek Hill touchdown, like, Odafe Away is dropping into coverage and Patrick Queen and they've got two yeah. defensive black backs blitzing. Right, yeah. The I Bills don't do to see the Bills don't do that shit. Stat. They just line up line up like with they play real guys. football. They just line up with like four <laughs> like like even front four guys and just like against the Rams just didn't even blitz. I, so I, just I would play love to just, see a stat on like who has the most simulated pressures. Or like who attempts the most simulated pressures. I have that I have that stat actually. You do really let me guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, okay, is it yeah. is it sp- is it Kansas City? Do no, they do it? No, no not, the top team is kind of it's kind of obvious, but it's not like a team that you're going to think of because they're not relevant. Oh, is it the Giants? No, it's With the Falcons. Wink. Dean P's. Oh, oh, Dean P's. Okay. Yeah, Dean, yeah. Dean yeah. will do it. P's. And the Cardinals are second. Oh, duh. It has not yeah. worked. It has not worked for Arizona <laughs> at all. That's, that's why I said attempted. I'm like, a lot of these teams, it might not work for them. But. <laughs> Week one against the Chiefs was one of my favorite, like, disaster. Because it's like, they can't, they have no pass, like, they don't have Juice's pass rusher. All Vance Joseph does is splits, and that's like the one thing you can't do versus Patrick Mahomes. That was like one of my favorite. It's like, are they actually going to do this? And when they did, it was just so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, no, Arizona, Arizona DPs make sense. Wink hasn't, do you have the stats? Has Wink done it as much this year? It seems like he has not. Uh, let me bring it up. 
I guess we could talk a little bit about the Giants. I actually don't want to talk about the Giants. He doesn't want to talk about the They're Giants. They're 2-0. Giants fans are so mad at me because I had them winning like three. I apologize two, to the Giants. I apologize to the Giants. Two games, I had like them in right two one, games. They won two already. It's like, I, I will apologize when this team is good because hey, I said they'd be Bengals, bad They're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're yeah. going to lose to the Buffalo Bills. Richie and- James is Richie James is Jamar Chase. <laughs> Giants are fifth. Is, they're fifth. They're fifth in okay. simulated pressures. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, good. Good for Wink. But uh, well, the the Dolphins come to town and they're going to try to beat them. Uh, and obviously that that offense has looked incredibly well. Maybe not incredibly dynamic because they scored one touchdown week one, but they've looked scary at times this season. And and they've got the sk- the skill positions are everything we ever dreamed they would be. Do you anticipate Tua and these Dolphins with these weapons maybe getting in a shootout with the Bills? And and what is the the path to victory there? And do you think they can pull it off? I think there is a possibility because okay. I like we said earlier, the, this is a scheme that doesn't really rely on its corners because those safeties are so good. But I think the one way you can attack it is the linebackers. It's not like they're bad linebackers, but you have like relatively speaking, that's their weakness on the defense just because everyone else is so good. And if there's a team that's going to do that in like a scheme that's going to be able to put those linebackers in conflict, I think it is like a Shanahan, Mike McDaniel type scheme. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get some like uh, throws over the middle, which is something that teams haven't been able to do on Buffalo yet. They've only given up two completions on uh, throws in between the numbers over 10 air yards. But I think that's going to change this week. So it's really like a good test for both sides, like the Bills defense who hasn't like they played like a, a Matt Stafford didn't look right in week one. And then yeah. I don't know what Ryan Tannehill was doing on Monday. <laughs> yeah. So this is like a real good test. Like this is like the best offense I think they've played. And it's a real good test for the the bills because are the dolphins. Cause they're not going to be busting coverages. And I think that that score line looks a lot different in week two, if they don't get those two long balls to Tyreek Hill, uh, because those plays came on third and eight. It's not like the dolphins offense was moving the ball. It was third and eight and they got busted coverages. So we know Buffalo's not going to do that. Buffalo's going to make it hard. So I do think it's a good test for both sides. I agree. I agree. I th- is Let's see. What am I going to say about this game? I think that the offensive line, I, I worry that the Dolphins offensive line is just not going to allow them to do anything because they've looked a little rough over these first two weeks. Yeah, no. um, and the Bills have got this crazy pass rush. So you might be able to game plan or scheme up this crazy, you know, McDaniels might have some genius moment but like it might just let me say this i don't think blown up i I, that's i don't think think it's gonna gonna happen happen. okay i think like there's a path that the dolphins could win but i don't think it's gonna happen i think they're gonna get the doors blown off of them (laughs) okay (laughs) sean mcdermott is so good at making like quarterbacks that are limited look limited we saw that in the the buffalo games last year when he made mac jones look like mac jones i think he's gonna do that to tua how dare you call Tua limited? He just threw six touchdowns. I'll have you <laughs> Did know. you see how many passing yards he had? <laughs> Did you see how many? You're, you're acting like he didn't just throw six touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I think, where, where are you at at the, the Dolphins? So maybe they lose this game. But overall, with Tua like, and this offense, the defense did, I mean, Lamar Jackson did kind of go scorched earth on them. Uh, Xavier Howard gave up a big play to Bateman. Like, how how do you feel about these Dolphins? I guess do you think they can be a, a playoff team in this AFC? Do you think Tua can be good enough that these weapons can carry him there, or are there just too many weaknesses? The offensive line, uh, the quarterback, and and whatnot. Yeah, I picked them to make the wild card, and I feel good about that. I didn't expect them to win in week two, but it was more just a, like who's left over because the AFC West I think is going to like cannibalize itself, and I don't think the Broncos or Raiders are that good anyway. 
But I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Tua, but I think he's good enough to play like the Jimmy G role, like the caretaker of the offense. And I I, I think he's better than Jimmy almost. I I think he has a chance to be at least this year. And I I was skeptical of Mike McDaniel, but after two weeks, I'm sold or as sold as I could be after two weeks. Like, no yeah. notes. Like it was. It's been perfect for. It's two been weeks. perfect. It's been perfect. Speaking of Garoppolo, we didn't talk about this on the last podcast, so I'm going to bring it up now. Let's say the 49ers make it to the NFC Championship game again, and Jimmy is like borderline top ten in uh, passing EPA and, and DVOA or whatever. Like he's been. Do you stick with Jay Lance or do you trade him? No, I'm trading Jimmy. I don't care. Okay, or I'm okay. letting him walk or whatever. I'm driving him to the airport. We know what Jimmy <laughs> is. And like, there's a reason why you stopped at NFC title game, because we all know what happens next. Yeah, that's right. fair enough. I was thinking about that. I'm a big Trey Lance fan. I don't know where you're at with him, but I think that he's quite good, or at least could be quite good. But man, like, what is like three years without without like right, really yeah. playing any real football? It's just a long time. But uh, It's scary. It's extremely scary, but you're right that that Jimmy G is also not a guy that you want to roll with as a franchise quarterback, but maybe you could draft another one with the picks that you could get from Lance. I have no idea what the future of San Francisco looks like because there's been so many rumors and so many like they don't like that Lance that much anyway, which I don't really believe. But like the longer we go without really seeing what he can do, like I think the more of a risk he is to to put in there as a franchise quarterback Matt, and we look- still haven't we still haven't seen anyone from this coaching tree develop a, a quarterback yet yeah it's never happened no shanahan hasn't done it mcveigh hasn't really done it the floor hasn't had to do it like let's see one do it yeah yeah the uh 49ers are still missing their first rounder this next year this is the last one they're uh, not gonna do that and then and then give up on lance nah, like yeah, he's he's so he's starting next year and right. he he's missed but uh, like a lot of time, but I mean, he's what, 22 right now. He also was like the youngest quarterback I can ever remember being drafted. Um, he's the most inexperienced player in the league. Like there is no one in the league who has played less football than him. I think, yeah. unless there's some guy like Moritz Bo Rigger that I didn't hear about <laughs> on some practice squads. Right. No, you're, you're probably, I, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. Barring yeah. rugby players, yeah, barring yeah. like <laughs> rugby <laughs> experiments <laughs> that the Eagles are bringing in or whatever, yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that we didn't touch on that in the last episode. I thought that was kind of an interesting hypothetical. I think the real frustrating part about it is like the the time to really strike when you draft those rookies is those last few years of their rookie contract when they've gotten that experience and. Yeah. You, they're finally good enough, but you're still paying him that cheap contract. Now that window is very short. In the last couple of years of his rookie contract, he's going to be, you know, just now getting on the field. And if he's not up to speed by the time they have to give him a new contract, or he gets up to speed right as they have to give him a new contract, you're going to miss out on a lot of that advantage. Yeah, and I, I would say like even if he gets that Mahomes behind the scenes development where he's not playing but he still improves. Like you still have to play in the games and play in playoff games to kind of like learn from mistakes. And he's not going to have that. And that could show up like when it matters in the NFC championship. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, should we go into the game of the game week? Of the week? Might right. as well. Who, who, who should go first? Should we have the guests go first? Sure. I have. Yeah, I'll go yet. first. I haven't. What, what, yet. What's I your, what's your favorite game of this week? I'm going Jaguars chargers. Okay. For the reasons we we already talked about Trevor Lawrence. And I think 
I like like I said, when I watched that tape last week, I saw Trevor or I saw Justin Herbert. So I want to see those two like go head to head and kind of like compare okay. them. I, I think we come out of this week thinking, oh, oh shit, like Trevor Lawrence is legit. Like everyone does, not just people that like him. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be really cool. I let's see. And it's always fun to just watch Herbert too. I we're getting yeah, some rough you, games this week looking at it. Yeah, it's rough. It's tough. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, hell of a quarterback matchup. You don't like the Carson uh, Lance revenge hey, game? As, Are a we Brown, that? as a Browns fan, I will not tolerate Browns you Steelers primetime game slander. Mitch Trubisky. How how much longer till Pickett's in there? I know Tomlin said they're going the full year, it's, but that I can't mean, bro, possibly be what be they're going you have to, to try draw. something. Steven, you had a you had a you had a tweet that killed me where it was a screenshot of of where Trubisky hasn't thrown it, and you said that's like the whole field. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like map of completions is like bare. It's like it's all like, like five yards and underneath. There's like nothing. I man, I will say just for the sake of being different. God. I don't know. I have no idea. This is rough. I'm going to say Packers Buccaneers. I'll say that. I'll say these are two teams that could be at the top of the NFC. I'm a Packers fan. Uh, so it'll be a, maybe some time to exercise some demons against Tom Brady's Buccaneers, who I believe that we've played twice and lost twice against, but the Buccaneers offense has really been poor over these past two, uh, these past two weeks, really one of the, the bottom offenses in the league which is unusual considering you've got Brady there and the Packers defense is you know has the potential to kind of melt pieces people's faces off so I think that this can kind of be a statement win for the Packers after coming out slow week one um obviously like they do uh they had a nice win last uh last week and then against the Buccaneers I think like there's a world where we're talking about Brady like yo whoa this has been three straight bad games on the offense like what are Let's kind of like readjust our expectations. I think there's a very real chance where we're talking about, uh, maybe we'll talk about is Trevor Lawrence better than Tom Brady after this week? Uh, maybe there's a world. I'm ready. That. I'm ready. I'm ready. To have let's, that let's, <laughs> let's talk about, Hey, let's, we are going to put Trevor Lawrence out. on the TB 12 method and see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just eat, just eat his nuts and berries. And <laughs> I don't believe. Yeah. That. That's, that's, that's what's, that's what's uh, <laughs> that's boosting Tom Brady, the nuts and berries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tom Brady eats strawberries, dude. I've seen too many pictures of him like getting ice cream with Giselle that I'm like, you are not, you are lying so hard. He's like, oh, also never- like another 45 year old try to eat, not eat strawberries and see if you can go play quarterback in the NFL. Right. Like that is it's not, not the true. diet. He's like, oh, I never drink. And then there's like videos of him getting like carried off the boat at the Super yeah, Bowl well, conversation. He was literally like, I know what you are. Blackout drunk at the Super Bowl parade. I know what you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it can be a statement win for the Packers. I'm someone who famously bets against them whenever it could be a toss up. So I'm either right or happy. But this time I'm going to I'm going to be optimistic and say I'm looking forward to this statement Packers win in the Tom Brady downfall dialogue. I'll say that. Fair enough. I'm personally a fan of picking upsets. Um, So that's why this week I'm picking the Detroit Lions to upset the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. The Vikings are favored by six, but I think this will be a really, really fun game. The D- the Lions have looked at like on the offensive line have looked really, really good. They've scored <laughs> they've scored thirty five points in three straight three straight games. Bro, right. they, lo- they look awesome. 
I mean, they Goff looked like a legit quarterback last week. Amon Ross St. Brown. I, I listen. The the Vikings corners are the one part of that defense that I do not feel comfortable. Like Cam Dantzler and a washed Patrick Peterson. Like that doesn't scare me, man. I think the Lions' offense could have a bit of a field day. I think I think that could be a game they win, especially like if Okuda really keeps looking like he could actually be a good corner. Like this this could be a good game for them. Okuda Okuda versus Justin Jefferson. I want to see Okuda lock down Justin Jefferson one on one. Sadly, I loved Okuda at Ohio State. He's one of my favorite (laughs) Ohio State players ever. I can't believe his turnaround is unbelievable. He was coming off an Achilles, right? Yeah. And he was he was playing terrible before then. So it wasn't like he he should be in the running for comeback player of the year, if anything, if he comes off an Achilles and gets better. Yeah. Sadly, uh, you're discounting the fact that this is a noon slate Kirk Cousins performance and he's gonna drop four hundred fifty fifty yards and five touchdowns in this game. Well, I guess so. Goff just has to match him. This this is gonna be like that uh that Chiefs Rams game from 2018 except it's going to be Jared Goff and Kurt Cousins at midday but yeah I, I think that I can't be- believe Jared Goff was actually in that game <laughs> I know it still doesn't feel real to this day that was but no yeah. I, I think I think that I think this will be a fun game didn't uh, I think and Goff and Cousins had like a game like that on like a Thursday night it was like yes Rams Vikings and they were just like throwing dimes back and forth it was like the weirdest game that's ever happened yes it was the Goff him game he was like had a perfect passer rating and like a 99.9 QBR in that game have you I don't know Steve I have not watched much of the Lions offense even though I know that they're putting up good results I don't know Steven if you know anything about what they're doing schematically to to get golf so successful. Cause I always think of, of Dan Campbell as like this raw, raw culture guy and maybe not so much of a, a scheme guy, but I don't know if you've watched them at all. This is not on the script to, to what they're doing to make them so successful. Or is it just maybe as simple as they have a good offensive line? Uh, I think it's the offensive line and how they're like using it. They're running like a bunch of different run concepts. Like they're running zone stuff. They're running power stuff. They're running traps. They're doing all that stuff. And I just think it makes the play action passing game easier. And when that, when you get, Goff can do that. If you give Goff a clean pocket and an open receiver, he's going to hit it. So I think that's what they're doing. And I agree that they're going to upset the Lions or the Vikings because the Vikings try to get away with playing light boxes. And I don't think you can do that against this team. Yeah. I, I could definitely see it, but I'm going to bet on noon. I'm going to bet on noon <laughs> game. Cousins. I'm going to bet on noon game. Justin Cousins. Jefferson returns. <laughs> I'm going to bet on Justin Jefferson beating. Well, they're not going to play man on Justin Jefferson, most likely with Jeff Akuda. So no, I don't think should. that's going to be like Okuda, a one on one. Akuda's like that. Trust. <laughs> I'll have Trust. to watch him. I haven't seen, I haven't really paid attention. But uh, Matt, what is your game of the week here? I'll probably go. I'm going to be super lame and go Bills Miami. I mean, I. Someone right now, the it. two Someone narratives now. are the funniest thing going on i'm always rooting for twitter to be funny and <laughs> almost no matter how Tua plays in this game i'm just rooting for him to be great or awful one of the two um <laughs> i mean if Tua put if Tua were to put up like you know another like four touchdown game or whatever your twitter mentions would be the best so yeah that's what i'm but you know i'm also a big bills guy so i was looking at some of the lines though and i can tell you the bet of the week is saints minus three i cannot believe that's the line. I know they've looked bad. That team has the Panthers number to an unbelievable extent. They're winning that game by at least a touchdown. Yeah. 
They looked horrible last week. I, they've got Jameis on a broken back. I don't know, dude. Put, t- put, <laughs> dude just put Hill in there. Put Andy Dalton in there at this point. Instead. <laughs> their defense, they, they their do, defense I, was I, good, though. Their defense was good, though, and I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to do anything to their no. defense. You don't have to worry nope. about Baker Mayfield, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Baker, yeah. And, yeah, that's a, that's a crate. The Panthers... I mean, they've got DJ Moore, and that's it, dude. Like, it's crazy, their weapons, and, like, looking how many targets, like, Shy Smith is getting. And, like, Derek Klassen had a tweet where it's, like, they're the worst passing offense to watch because maybe they're, like, not the absolute bottom tier in terms of talent. Like, maybe you could talk yourself into DJ Moore and Baker, but they're just the most underwhelming. Like, yeah, we'll see. They're going to put Lattimore on on DJ Moore, and then we're going to try to see. They're going to get beat. Robbie like, Anderson. They're going to ask Master Robbie class, Anderson to man. Beat. Maybe uh, they'll we'll play see. Higgins or Terrence Marshall Jr., but probably hey, not. If, you know, that Baker-Higgins connection, it's lightning in a bottle. <laughs> Shut up. We're seeing <laughs> DJ Walker <laughs> by the third quarter. I mean, I feel like you have to earn the Hollywood nickname. Doesn't he call himself Hollywood He is Higgins? Hollywood. The red carpet? Like, come on. But you have to earn that. He hasn't earned it. He he had it in Cleveland. In Cleveland, I think he had earned it a little bit. The I, red uh, carpet celebration, Baker spinning with like the, the camera. That was yeah. cool. I mean, that's probably a top 10 Browns moment in their history, so I can see why you'd think that. But I'll throw one more out there as we're just killing time. But um, I'll say Cardinals-Rams just because I think that the, those two teams are like disasters kind of waiting to happen. Like, they're, they're two teams kind of waiting to implode. And I'm really low on the Rams. I had them like with a losing record. And like their offensive line is like the car, the Rams will probably win this one just because the Cardinals like really suck. But I think that this team, that like that game specifically could kind of be the like potential to implode, like playoff team with the potential to totally implode bull. Um, like there's just no good, no good secondary players outside of Ramsey on the Rams and their offensive line. Just I think it sucks so bad, and we'll see. Uh, Stafford was really good against the Blitz last year, and the Cardinals are going to test him again to see if that's true. So I, I'm curious to see how he performs against the Blitz with a much worse offensive line. So I'll say that one just as like we'll see if some we can find it finally put these like the Cardinals eked out a win to avoid totally like a collapse, but. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if like if we can just write one of these two teams off. And it'll probably be the Cardinals, but um it could also be the Rams. I don't know. But I feel like Sean McVay is like quiet is doing the quiet quitting thing. Like he's <laughs> there was like a quote. There was a quote after the game. He was like, Yeah, in the past I would have been mad that we gave up a bunch of points and almost blew the lead, yeah. but now I'm not. Like okay. Like I don't think he cares anymore. He was like playing Ben Skaronic at fullback. He's just like fuck it, just winging it. Yeah, it was kind of easy to see maybe a Super Bowl hangover coming when like McVay, like Aaron Donald turned in the paperwork to retire and Sean McVay was like this close to doing TV. So we'll see. The Cardinals did a decent job against Cup last year. I remember that where Cup's like two worst games, which was like 10 catches for 95 yards and a (laughs) touchdown last year. They were against the Cardinals. So maybe... I thought I watched the Cardinals versus Raiders game to see what they were doing to Devontae Adams last week. And I thought Byron Murphy did like a decent job on him. Uh, so that'll be maybe interesting to watch is more 
I, I don't know. I'm grasping at straws to try to lengthen this thing. So uh, yeah. watch the game to see Sean McVay fight off a Super Bowl hangover while Cliff Kingsbury fights off an actual hangover. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. But yeah, that's that's about all I got. Maybe the 49ers against uh, the Broncos offense and just seeing how bad Hackett can possibly get. Uh, that's another thing that kind of intrigues me. It's just the Hackett disaster classes, but who knows? I'm kind of, I'm just talking to talk. About Poor Hackett. So. I feel bad for Hackett. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know this is an unpopular opinion. I do. I feel bad for him a little bit. You know, Hackett, not, Hackett's not a head coach. They asked him, they were like, do you feel like you're a real head coach or just that you snuck in here? And he said, ha, like I just snuck in here. He's like, I don't feel like a head coach at all. <laughs> bro's got imposter syndrome except he's actually an imposter dude he's yeah he's he's got imposter syndrome but it's not a syndrome yeah he <laughs> i didn't know anything about him even though i'm a packers fan and he was on the packers like he didn't seem to have much to do with anything so like once the broncos hired him i watched him mic'd up from him and i was like then and there i knew that he wasn't a head coach like i don't want my head coach giving any substitute teacher vibes i don't want him quoting anchorman i'm sorry bill belichick would never do that and that's all hackett does like imagine coming off this brutal loss or a, a, like a loss to the seahawks where your coach fucked up and he comes in and is like got an austin powers themed powerpoint <laughs> or a kahoot you'd be like what are we doing this is not high school and that's what he is he's like a high school just gym throw a teacher. touchdown baby like, yeah that's literally he's like touchdown we got to get all those touchdown rooskies it's like get off get off reddit and start coaching football and like be a real dude so he's yeah he's he could get fired mid-season man and i would not i'd be like good move his resume is so bad i don't know how he got the job like he, he, he like watched video, youtube videos with aaron Rodgers, and somehow that got him a job yeah he, I, don't, I don't understand it I remember listening to this interview with like Blake Bortles and, and Blake Bortles was like, yeah, he was always the guy that we would like, he had a tiny closet in the back of the facility. And whenever we wouldn't like what the head coach was calling, we'd go vent to him and then told a story about how he'd like, made him dress up as Austin Powers and like make a video. That's what oh, like oral stories about Nathaniel Hackett. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, what? this guy is unserious. So I think the 49ers could do terrible, terrible, terrible things to like what is clearly a head coach out of his league. I, I feel a little bit bad for him because he's such like a jolly fellow and like right. the fans are like counting down yeah. like the play clock. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and, and Russ had this quote and he was like, like he was like, I told Hackett, man, like chin up. That's your first win. You got to celebrate it. So like the thought of him like winning his first game and just being like devastated is like, and he, you know, he's like the cute substitute teacher that you had is like, oh, that's a sad mental image. But at the same time, it's like, let's get serious here. You have a first time defensive play caller and you brought in uh, what Dom Capers to like tell him what to do. Like, <laughs> get out of here with all that. But anyway. I don't know how much anyway. that's that's my whole Hackett rant, which I've done like weekly on this podcast yeah. for like three the, weeks. Theo's now. weekly Nathaniel Hackett slander. Hackett's <laughs> Hackett likes Austin Powers too much rant. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, it's okay. Well, that pretty much wraps things up with, with you know, unless you want to stick around for uh the stay hot locks. <laughs> I, I got no locks. No. <laughs> I've never I've never won a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Never? <laughs> no, I've I've won bets before. Okay. But Bro is are you up, are you in forty in bets? Like, are you up this year? Have you are you up in your betting so far? No, no, I'm, I'm I've lost every every NFL bet. I've only done like four, but I've lost every one of them. 
That that was not a bit. No, I dropped <laughs> <laughs> I won some college games, but that's it. Okay, okay. okay. Good enough. I well, predicted like five games correctly last week. What I've started doing is making my game picks. I'll post it on my story on TikTok so they'll disappear after 24 hours. <laughs> and I posted on Thursday before the Thursday game so no one could ever, ever go back and look at what I did. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how I get my picks content out. And I'm glad I did it this week because I picked like so many upsets and none of them happened. But uh, anyway... Yeah. I think I think that about does it for our for our Steven segment. Yes, our Steven I'll, segment. I will back out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so right, much. Guys. Where can we find you? Where can we find you on on social media? On theringer.com on uh, on Twitter at the Steven Ruiz, Steven with the V, the right way to spell it. Uh that's <laughs> Not just, I have a brother Steven Navy RDC <laughs> if you want to come find me. Some guy told me some guy DM'd me and told me that he's been walking around my neighborhood trying to run into me. <laughs> I didn't answer, that's but now a, I'm. A little, that's a little terrifying. I can't. Yeah, lie. now I'm afraid I'm going to get murdered one of these days. <laughs> Hopefully, he's not a Joe Burrow guy. <laughs> well, you have You still have him top ten in your quarterback lists at number ten. So you can. That's just your to life. make the fall all the all the sweeter. <laughs> when drop him out of the top twenty in a couple weeks. <laughs> but all right, guys. Thank you all so right. much. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks for coming on, man. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or episode of your favorite TV shows with cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash stay hot. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash stay hot. Once again, huge thanks to Steven Ruiz for joining us. You know, absolute pleasure to have him on. We're going to hop into our stay hot locks real quick. And the current score is Matt has zero. Theo has one. I have two. So that means, Matt, you have the first pick. Theo, you have the second pick. And I will have the third pick. The rule of the Stay Hot Locks are this. For those that are new, basically, we get any number. You can dock dock any number of teams that you want. But if any of those teams lose, you get zero points for the week. And if all of them win, you get one point for each team that won. If any of them tie, you don't lose points. But you also don't gain points for uh, a tie. So those are pretty much the rules. Um, Once Matt and Theo lock a team, I cannot lock the same team. That's why we're doing draft styles that way. Once someone gets ahead, they can't just keep cooking. Can't pick (laughs) pick the same team over and over again. Because that's what Theo did last year. (laughs) That's not what I did. That's what I could have done. I didn't actually do that. You basically did that. What? No, I did not. You copied me. I didn't copy you. Well, just a lot of times. The locks are the kind of obvious, like that was, that's just true. sort by. We did sort. all just kind of like lock the same team. Like just, obviously, when the when the Chiefs play the the Giants, like you're gonna lock the Chiefs, and we'd yeah. all do that. So we just kind of ended with the same teams. And once you were up, there was no use in me taking any risks because right. you know I couldn't I couldn't lose. You know, As but anyway, to like us, we were taking risks left and right. Now we can't repeat teams, and it you have to go a little bit deeper in your bag to to catch up, but. Matt, who got you last week? Was it Bengals? Did you pick the Bengals yeah, over the Cowboys? Yeah. Those darn Bengals. I almost had a backdoor cover. It would have been awesome with because I had the Broncos, too, which is a terrible pick. But um, it's okay. I don't know. I don't know this week. I don't really love any of these games, man. 
Well, there was one that you just said. Yeah. Oh, right? I'm not. I'm not. That's bad luck. See, here's the thing. You know how you would you don't bet on your team because you want them to win? Yeah. I don't want the Panthers to win right now. So I'm not going to bet on the Saints to win. And then, like, I want the Panthers... Because the Panthers' problem right now is I keep taking these, like, half measures at quarterback. I want them to get a high pick and take a quarterback. I'm so sick of this dude. So I'm not betting... I'm, I'm not betting on the Saints. I'm taking... <laughs> I respect yeah. it. I, 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 I guess. I'm, so, yeah. I'm sorry. Like they, everyone's like lose. the reverse Packers the logic. Yeah. It's yeah, like my, it's, my Packers yeah. logic, but reverse. Yeah. Oh, okay. bad for the culture, bro. You, we got to always go out there and win. No, we don't do this. is how we won five games, three years in a row. <laughs> um, I'm split between the chiefs, locking the chiefs and locking the bills. There's no way Indianapolis turns it around against the chiefs, right? That's the team they figured out against. I'm going. I would, I'm, I would say that's probably true. All right. I'm Especially going. like, is Pittman back? He's questionable. So is Pierce. Okay. Does it matter? <laughs> I'm going. All right, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I I like the Bills too, but like after the performance that Hill and Waddle had, yeah, there's a I, world. I think, I think both those teams will win, but I'll, I'll go I'll go Chiefs because I'm a little bit lower on the Colts. Okay. Yeah, uh, unless that maybe there's a. There's like a Taylor masterclass, but like Patrick Mahomes literally like sliced and died. Like we like we talked about the Gus Bradley defense, like the two games against the Raiders last year, like he must have combined for like 600, 700 yards. So yeah, I think that's a good pick. I'm going to take the Saints then. Uh, maybe, maybe I won't because they I'll don't have it. a quarterback. <laughs> like they don't have a quarterback that I really trust. Is Andy, is Andy Dalton going to play or is it going to be they James? They put in Taysom Hill before they put in Andy Dalton. <laughs> Betting on How a team without a quarterback. Andy, dude? I'm sorry. Betting on a team without a quarterback is always risky for the locks. We learned that with the Bengals last week. I'm sorry. There's been so much Burrow slander on this show. He's still good. But, um, uh, yeah, I'll probably say the Saints just because I, I don't think the Panthers are going to move the ball against this defense. I really think that Marshawn Lattimore can do some good things to mitigate mitigate DJ Moore. And then once that happens, there's just not a lot of answers for the Panthers, you know. And they haven't even really been spamming DJ Moore this year at all either. So DJ Moore is right. Like he hasn't been moving the needle. Probably too Anderson's much. leading receiver right now. Yeah, so that's what teams are doing. Is they're probably like Brack. I have a full full disclosure. I have not watched like a single second of the Panthers this year, uh, but I would assume teams are like bracketing more and having someone else beat them. And there's just, I mean, I guess there's McCaffrey, but I just think the you need Panthers a bit. have not been feeding little, McCaffrey much. He has this 25 year. carries right now. Right, it's 25 carries in two weeks, and you can't feed him because he'll get hurt. So they just don't have answers <laughs> yeah. on offense. They don't have someone they can lean on. And against the Saints defense, like I would bet the under in this game, <laughs> whatever it is, I'd bet the under, but um, it's, I don't know. It's 40 and a half. So uh, this game's not going 20, 21 to yeah. 20. This game's going 14 to 10. I'm I'll, I'll, you, see, we, we learned that the, the, you're just betting for the Saints to get 17 points. One in yeah. 25 and 17 plus point games for the Panthers. They've got Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara's coming back. Like I, 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 I have faith. That if the Daniel Jones led Giants can beat this Panthers team, uh, right. Saints can. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm betting on a Michael Thomas like masterclass. Uh, so 
Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I have two picks back to back. First one, got to rock with my boys, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they are playing Washington. Uh, they have probably the best offensive line in football right now. Uh, their run game is uh, terrifying. Jalen Hurts looked like an MVP against <laughs> the Vikings. I mean, they they beat them by, what, 17? I think they can beat Washington pretty soundly. Um, and then I want to take the Bills, too. We I feel like we all want to do it, but I, 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 still, I still get, like, flashbacks of... Tyreek Hill, like cutting through the entire Bills defense and then leaving Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer in the dust as like the last two guys, like trying to chase him down and they just had no chance. Oh man, this is, this is tough for me. I'm, I'm stuck between uh, Buffalo and Baltimore. That's where I'm stuck right now. Cause I, I think I don't, I don't know if the Patriots have the ammo on defense to stand with Lamar and Mark Andrews and the way that Bateman looked. I just don't think they have the guys to do it. So I, I they've got the coach to do it. They, that's the, they, they got the coach to do it though. Right. Um, shit, man. This is, this is tough for me. The Patriots defense has not been bad. They allowed, it's not, one it's not been they bad. allowed, they allowed right, one touchdown against the, against the dolphins, one offensive touchdown. And right. granted Tua, like I said, missed like four huge plays in that game. And Lamar is not missing up. those. That's but they have looked good. And then they played the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky isn't a real person. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> but the That's, offense has looked bad. <laughs> it's right. And it's like, bad. if there's, if there's any, you know, team where like the Ravens defense doesn't actually need to like have their shit together. Like this could probably be the one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Philadelphia and Baltimore. Those will be my, those will be my two. All right. Enough. I'm going to go with the Raiders against the Titans. Oh, I don't okay. hate that one. Okay. I don't hate that one. They just traded for a tackle. I don't know who it was, but good on them because I watched the Raiders last week and their right tackle, whoever replaced Leatherwood, like it made me think that they shouldn't have replaced Leatherwood. That's how bad he was. I mean, he sucks. So the fact that they brought in a tackle, I think is smart. I mean, they've been kind of knocking on the door to victory uh, these these past two weeks. Like they they didn't know how to play with a lead. I don't know what was going on like in the second half of that game, but like they should have had that one. And then they hung with the Chargers week one. It wasn't any kind of Chargers blowout. It makes me think that they're a, a decent team. Uh, that's had a little bit of a, a bad run these first two weeks, but I do I don't think they're like the typical zero and two caliber squad. The yeah. Titans, on the other hand, with losses to the Giants and then getting the snot beaten out of them by the Bills, <laughs> I mean everything you worried about with this Titans team has come true. They started Caleb Farley out there, and he's gotten torched. Like yeah. their second, like there's just too many holes on defense. They've got Jeffrey Simmons, but like. And Bayard, there's Lee some nice pieces. This is Haskins last game. This yeah. is this is a uh, a warning to anyone like scouting corners. You cannot just pick like hyper athletic guys. Well, to, <laughs> what's your I, thoughts I, on Tyreek Woolen? <laughs> yeah, bro, he's I mean, like, bro, was like a seventh round pick or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it <laughs> still worked out. Uh, but <laughs> hey, they took no. Caleb Farley in the first round, and he had like a broken back. You can take Caleb. You can take. I have nothing wrong with just betting on traits, but 
traits that hadn't played in a long time because of the COVID year and then had a back injury. Uh, doesn't seem to be going well for him so far. I, I don't trust their secondary. I don't trust Tannehill. I don't trust the receivers, although Burks has looked all right. Like there's just not a lot of firepower on this team. I think I think the Ra- the Raiders have just I just think they have a lot more firepower. I think the Titans are just legit bad. I think the Raiders they might get last in this division. They might be a mediocre team, but they're not horrible. And I think the be, Titans, they can be the, the Titans. Titans are really knocking on the door of horrible. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to Derek Carr. Derek Carr is better than Tannehill. Devonte is better than all of the receivers combined, probably. <laughs> yeah, they've it's got like, Max. Yeah. They've got Max Crosby. They've got you know Nate Hobbs has looked decent. Like they're they're yeah. not an they're a talented team. They're a talented team. Uh, the Titans, I just don't know if they are a talented team at this point. So I've, <laughs> I've just repeated myself a bunch of times. But Matt, yeah. you're up next. I'll take the Bills. Yeah. They're the best team in football. Oh, I forgot that that Blade didn't take the Bills. Oops. Yeah, I took Baltimore. I uh, thought about okay. taking the Bills. And then I'm done. And then I was hoping they came back around to me and I could get them again. But now Matt was probably going to take them. You're done? Yeah, I'll just take the Bills, Chiefs. I'm going to take the Bengals. <laughs> I'll take the Bengals. We slandered Joe um, Burrow so much. We've we've been so low on them. Apologize to Joey B. But as apologize a gest- to Joe, as Joe a gesture for as a gesture <laughs> as a gesture of apology to the Bengals fans and uh, Burrow and saying that you know he sucks and he's not as good as Lawrence. I don't think he sucks. I think they can beat the Jets. I think they can beat the Jets. I think I thought, this is, I thought the Browns. This is a heartwarming olive branch you've This is a heartwarming right now, olive. Theo. Yeah, I know. I you can't hate me. I think Bro is good. He's going to beat the Jets. All right. I think that. Um, yeah, I think they'll get some things figured out this week. I think they need to, and I think Bro will rise to the occasion a little bit. I think this is where Sauce Gardner allows his first touchdown uh, on. Um, T. Higgins, a disaster class. That would be <laughs> like worst case scenario for me, <laughs> He's he's fight dude. I mean, did you you saw last game? Like he was fighting for his life to keep that thing alive. <laughs> um yeah, it'll be T. Higgins on Sauce Gardner in the second quarter on a slant. Uh they've got uh I don't know who's in the slot for them, but it's they'll, not they'll have be, no theory. they'll have it's not gonna be it's gonna be like a goal line fade. Uh, no, it's gonna be a Hayden Hurst. <laughs> it's gonna be a Hayden Hurst is gonna pick him and he's gonna it's gonna be mad coverage on the goal line. Hayden Hurst picks him. It's not really Sauce's fault. He doesn't fight around it, but it is on him. If you can't fight around the Hayden Hurst pick and T. Higgins comes wide open on the slant. They hit it at the second quarter. The Bengals grow their lead uh, to 14 to three, and uh, they don't look back. The Jets don't have the firepower, even though Flacco is PFF's third highest graded quarterback right now. Uh, he doesn't have the juice to uh, bring them back from this deficit, and uh, they hold on. They don't fix all their problems. They don't score more than 30 points. They score maybe like 23 against the uh, Jets defense here. And 24, maybe, and like maybe, uh, yeah, so that's what's gonna happen. It's final score. Hayden Hurst wouldn't set a pick for T. Higgins. He went to he went to South Carolina. <laughs> He'll, so they sabotage. Don't like each other. <laughs> He'll sabotage Higgins. He'll let Sauce Gardner get a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he plays for the Bengals and and Sauce went to Cincinnati, so he has more right, allegiance yeah. to Sauce in yeah, Cincinnati than to the team yeah, that he actually plays his for. His college rival, uh, T. Higgins, yes. 
And then Garrett Wilson's going to have a whole bunch of yards too. It's going <laughs> to be awesome. And then Garrett Wilson is going to tune into this one, Eli guys. Apple just can't. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> but this is kind the, of an all Matt game here. There's a lot of is. Matt narrative players in this. And Matt is <laughs> big for me. But those are the stay hot locks. Um, I, I imagine that I will extend my lead and uh, continue to be the the front runner to win it all this year. But uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But that pretty much wraps it up for the Stay Hot Podcast. As always, tons and tons of content coming on all platforms. Theo, uh, did you drop your all twenty two or no? No, was I was I was too you sick was, and my voice okay. was my voice was bad and I didn't want to. It was especially yesterday. I didn't want to hear you guys like Kyle Pitts. He really like no. That's not I think that would have been really funny dude. if you just been like crushed, crushed <laughs> like, the audio uh, for that video. I don't know. Yeah, dude, could have been, been a funny meme. It's like me talking for an hour and like when I record those, it's like. I had it, I mustered up the strength and the courage to talk in my three minute Tua video. I must, I I rose from my illness to slander Tua and say that everyone needs to fucking relax. Uh, But for like... Theo had COVID and I played like four hours of basketball and football yesterday, so... Congrats. Is there, we're not is the some, same. Some sort of flex. Like, oh, you're yeah. well, I, well, you were sick in bed. I was out grinding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the end of the semester, I'm going to be able to dunk. Just wait. You haven't gotten COVID yet, have you, Bladen? Nope. I am undefeated against COVID. Matt, you have. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. I guess I'm next. But. Sick boy. Yeah. <laughs> From sick boy, <laughs> not sick boy, and also not sick boy, or not sick anymore boy. <laughs> he had COVID like a no. year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From corn boy, bird boy, and lemon boy, thank you all so much for tuning in. We will catch you all on the flippity flop. <laughs>